Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Past to Present Player podcast, man. It is your Past to Present Player in question. My name is Austin, and please excuse me today on this Friday, man. I am getting over a sickness, as you can probably tell in my nose. I will do my best and try not to sniffle as much and all that stuff. And even if I do, I will try to cough and all that disgusting crap. Keep that off the mic. I will do my best. But today we're talking about one of possibly my favorite games in this series. And probably in my opinion, one of the most underlooked games. I thought, I actually thought this game was really good. At least when I was a kid, uh, I thought this game was really, really good. And we're talking about Crash Bash for the PlayStation 1. Uh, this game was this game was my Mario Party. This was the game that I preferred, and I was a PlayStation kid growing up. This was my Mario Party game. This is what I liked to play. And this game, critically acclaimed, it was kind of mixed by a lot of people. I think uh, I think IGN gave it like a seven and a half out of ten. Uh, Game Pro gave it a 15 out of 20. Game Informer a 6.5 out of 10. It it did good, but it didn't do great to most people. But I love this freaking game. And I think a lot of people don't remember this game. And when when I played it, I was obviously I was very, very young. But this, like I said, growing up, I was a PlayStation kid. So this this was my Mario Party. Uh my first one of my first ever game systems that I remember owning on my own was my PlayStation one, which my grandma got me and I played the hell out of that. I had like, I think I had Madden 2000. I had a wrestling game. I think I can't remember which one it was, but I had a wrestling game and I had crash bash and I love this freaking game, dude. And it's, it was so much fun for me to play and I'm really excited to talk about it because for the longest time I forgot about this game and until the insane trilogy, when I started going back and playing crash again, which I do want to do an episode on crash one, uh, crash one is the only game out of the crash series that I've hundred percented. And it was, it's one of my favorite games. He's, he's one of my favorite mascots of all time. Uh, People people like to stick by Mario and Sonic and Spyro. Well, Crash is my guy. Uh, I I love this dude since I was a kid. So he, it's one of my favorite games, and I'm excited. I'm really excited to talk about this. So, Crash Bash, man. Uh, this game was in. I guess the best way to put it was like a Mario Party s game. It was, but it was strictly mini games. So the whole the kind of story behind it is uh, it's like Aku Aku and I think the other guy, the other, there's the evil, the evil totem guy. I think his name is Uka Uka. I, I could be wrong, but I think his name was Uka Uka. So these guys, uh, they end up like trying to settle a feud uh, by just having like a contest with uh, against each other's teams. And it's funny because in the start of the game, uh, Aku Aku's like, bro, I got two good people you have six bad people. You got to give up two of your guys. And I love how even though Uka Uka is evil as shit, he just agrees. He's just like, yeah, here, take two people, I guess. Fine. So I I love that. It, like, because if I was an evil genius, right? And and the guys over there like, hey, 
uh, give up two of your guys so it could be fair. If I'm that evil, I'm like, bitch, no. <laughs> like, you could do it with just two people. But so they, in order to settle their feud, they decide to have a contest and they just go, they're going to go through a bunch of these games and your goal is just to come out on top. And so in the game itself, there's essentially 28 different mini games, but it's based on like seven premises and they're all just kind of reskinned. I think this is where. Uh, people kind of got drawn out from this game because it's essentially it says that there's 28 different games, but it's essentially seven core games just reskinned. And I say reskinned, but some of these maps for the specific games, which I'll get into, uh, some of these maps for the specific games have certain like things that can kind of alter the game a little bit. Like some of the maps can like tilt, like the first game I'll talk about is this like ball game, kind of like pong, but there's four players and your goal is to hit as many silver balls into their side as you can until their number is not, uh, brought all the way down and then it knocks them out. Uh, so some of these maps for a game like that, the map can tilt, which can kind of alter where the balls are going to go and stuff like that. So like some of the maps have a purpose or some of the variations have a purpose, but some of the other ones don't. And, uh, but essentially there's 28 different games. Now here's the thing with there, with it being 28 games and seven reskins as a kid, I didn't care. Okay. <laughs> like I played this game regardless. This, this game, uh, this game took up a lot of my life for a long time. And, uh, I think I'll, I'll get into my favorite game in a second. Cause I want to go over, I want to go over these games. So like I said, the first game, uh, and I'm, I'm reading this off the wiki because I had to go back and I don't own this game. I don't know where to get it. Like I said, it was on the PlayStation one. This thing came out in 2000, uh, in North America, or at least November 7th of 2000. Uh, so close to my birthday. Um, but, uh, this game, uh, the games that were in this, they categorize it as like, they, they put it into categories and then these categories have variants. So the first one they call is ballistics. And this one is the one that, uh, you have it, like I said, is like pong. So there's four guys, there's a guy on the bottom, a top and the left and the right. And these metal balls shoot out from the corners and you can deflect them. And the goal is to shoot as many of the balls as in onto the other player's sides as you can until they, they have a number in the top of the screen. And when their number hits zero, they're eliminated. So your goal is just to be the last one standing. Um, this one, uh, this one, I it's as far as on my favorites, it's like mid tier. Um, I wasn't, I'm not a fan of the, of like the pong style of games, but like it was, it was fun. Uh, I remember strictly playing this. Um, uh, I think at one time, if I remember right, uh, I played this with my sisters at one point and I, I don't know, I could be wrong on that, but at, I, I used to, I used to play this with my sisters and I think this was one of their favorites. Uh, cause I don't, I don't know what it was so intriguing about it, but uh, and the variations on this one, like I said, uh, some of the maps would tilt. I think there was one that was like ice. So the balls like kind of slid faster or like they would move faster. And you had your, your L1 and your R1 that would like shoot a shockwave out of your bumper thing. 
and it would shoot the ball faster than it just hitting your bumper too. So like you could kind of catch people off guard with that and, and things like that. So this one was interesting. Uh, it, it was, it was all right. I guess it wasn't too bad. Um, and the next one was polar push. This one, this one was fun. So I think there's a game in Mario party, right? Where I, I forget what it is, but Oh, the game I'm thinking of is the, uh, where you roll up the snowballs and you have to, uh, like use the snowball to push your opponents off the edge or whatever. Uh, I use, this one was kind of like that. Um, you would, but instead you were riding a polar bear and you had this like little headbutt, and you're on ice and your goal is to push the other people off of this iceberg. And, uh, once you did that, uh, you, or the goal was to push them off the iceberg, but this iceberg was surrounded in like ice chips. So like you would have to push them into the ice chips to break those ice chips around the edge. And then you would be able to push them off the iceberg. And then the last person alive wins. I love games like this. I, I kind of like the last man standing, uh, like, cause it's more, it's more, I would say it's more skill oriented and it's, it's just a little more fun for me, but I love, love, love games like this. Now they also had power-ups, I believe in this mini game where you could like, uh, there were power-ups that made you smaller, there were power-ups that made you bigger. I think there was a power-up where you could move faster or you hit harder or something. Or like when you get smaller or bigger, you hit softer or harder, one of the two. And th just things like that. So there were things also added that would kind of uh, manipulate how quickly you could knock your opponents off of the iceberg. So it there's that stuff they added in there too, which makes it a lot more fun. And these games to me always stuck out with me because I, I have a lot of funs with games like this and the snowball one in Mario party is one of my favorite games in Mario party. So that's awesome. Uh, the third game and this one, I really liked this one is probably tied for my, uh, for my favorite game in this, in this game, I say game in game because it's fucking weird, but Favorite mini game, I should say that. Uh, and this one they call Pogo Pandemonium. And so what it is, is all of you guys are on pogo sticks and there's a grid. There's like a, uh, I don't know, it's like eight by eight, I think, or something like that. There's like an eight by eight grid or something like that. And you're all assigned a color and your goal is to bounce on these squares and have as many of these squares as your color as possible by the time time runs out. And if somebody else jumps on your square, they take your they take your square and make it their color. So you're just constantly running around this board with these other guys trying to change your color and make everything your color. And what makes this game so fun is kind of like the polar push one is the power-ups. Uh, they have like a missile. So if you have a, you have this missile above your head and you can pogo around. And then as soon as you see somebody in your sights, you can shoot that bitch. And if you hit them, they like get disoriented and they like go dizzy and they can't move for like, the, it's like three to five seconds. And what the funny part about this, bro, is if you're playing like four player local and two of you guys are just like, are just like, Hey, fuck this dude. You could hit some dude with a missile 
and then have your other guy like five squares away. And then as soon as he gets undisoriented before he moves, just have that guy that you're teaming up with shoot him with another missile and just piss that guy off, bro. Just fucking make him mad so he can't move and get any other things. And it's fucking hilarious, dude. I I remember this shit like it was yesterday and it was fucking funny. Oh my God, it would make people mad. But also, uh, so they had... They had like flame boots too, I think was another power up where you could, uh, you grab these flame boots and it makes you pogo faster. So you would just like jump through squares fast as fuck and you'd be changing colors fast as hell. I think that's the most OP power up in that game. Cause I mean, you're moving fast as hell. So like, if it's like five seconds left and you pick up those pogo boots, you get an extra like 10 squares that you wouldn't have got in fucking in the same amount of time that you would just regular pogo. And so it's, you, you could have got 10 squares in the time it would have taken you to get three. And that could, that could be a game changer. So, and that was my, uh, that was probably the most OP power up in that game. And then I also, it maybe I think there was a spike ball too, that you could pick up and like roll down a certain aisle or a set of, um, or a set of squares. So let's like, if you're on the top row and you roll it down the top row, uh, anybody who's in that top row, if they're in there at that time, they get hit by the spike ball and they can get disoriented or something like that. Um, and I could be wrong on that. I don't remember all the power-ups, but I'm just, I'm just going off pure memory and what I can remember from this game. Cause like I said, this was a long time ago. I was a kid. Y'all gotta give me a break. All right. I'm just trying, but yeah, um, this one is, this one's up there, uh, tied for one of my favorite ones. Um, and so the next one, which kind of is like the pogo stick where you're in a, uh, where you're kind of in an arena, but this one, this one, it's, uh, man, I can see the next one I'm going to talk about and it's, I, it's hard to decide, but I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and throw the stamp down. Uh, this one is probably my favorite in the game and it's called crate crush. And all it is essentially is a free for all with, there's a bunch of crates on the map. So like boxes that, that look like they do in the original crash games. And you have this Wampa fruit health bar under your character thing in the top left corner. And your goal is to get their health all the way down and hit them with a box. And then they float off like an angel. Like you, it's like you died, um, in the crash game, excuse me. And, uh, so what you do is you just run around, pick up these boxes and throw them at your opponents. And, there's regular boxes, there's TNT boxes, which when you pick them up, they have three seconds and after three seconds, they explode. So your goal is like to get it to one second, throw it, and then hopefully it explodes near someone. And there's also nitro boxes and nitro boxes. You can't pick up. You just, if you run into them, they explode. Or if somebody else runs into them, they explode. Or, or if you pick up a regular box and throw it into a nitro box, it will also explode. So one of my favorite things to do was every time I saw like a group of two or like a group of three, I would just try to chuck it in between both of them and then watch them all explode. And one of the, one of the biggest explosions you could cause is uh, if I, I remember this, uh, there was like, I had like two in a top corner and then one kind of dragging off on the bottom, but I thought it was close enough. So I picked up a TNT box and 
waited till two seconds and then threw it into the nitro box and the explosion got the nitro box kind of lingering at the bottom and blew up the top two. And it took like all of my opponent's health almost in one. And they were almost at full health in one swing. It took almost all of their health and it's, it's OP bro. It's OP. And this game was a lot of fun. I love, I love, love, love this game. And it was, it, it caused a lot of hatred (laughs) in, in, uh, in either my friendships or my family friendships, or it, it caused a lot of anger and even playing against the CPU. It caused a lot of anger because you can, you can 200% this game. There are, there are challenges in the mini games that you have to complete to get crystals, gems, and all that stuff, just like a regular crash game where, where you got to get all the boxes to get the crystal. You got to collect all the wampa fruit. You got the time trials to get the gems. Um, I, I don't remember exactly what the challenges were, but, um, there, I, but there were gems, crystals and stuff like that. So there were things to collect to 200% the game. And I say 200% just cause that's, I believe that's what you call it when there's like over when you can beat the game, which is a hundred percenting. And then there's, uh, there's after challenges after beating the game. I, I believe it's called 200 percenting. So I, I, I don't fucking know. I could be wrong. I'm not good with the damn lingo. All right. But yeah, um, 200, I never, I never tried to do any of the challenges. I think I might've done some by accident. I was just more focused on playing the games in general, but yeah. Um, this crate crush was probably my favorite and there's, there's two more and this next one was close. And it's just because if y'all ever played, uh, the old arcade, like tank games where you like kind of decide where you're going to, what angle you're going to shoot your bullet and with the wind and stuff like that. And then you shoot and then hope it hits your, well, this one, this next one's called tank wars and you're on a grid again and you're in tanks. You're in little, little tiny tanks. And your goal is the same thing with the, with the health. I can't remember if there were wampa fruit that you could collect to recover your health. Oh, that was another thing in crate crush. They dropped wampa fruit on the map. So you could collect wampa fruit to get your health back, so, which made the game last longer. So that way, if you're like halfway on health, they can drop a bunch of wampa fruit. And as long as you collect that, you can gain some health back. So it made the game last longer. So that's, that's, that also made it a lot more fun. Um, but in tank wars, you're these little tanks and your goal is pretty obvious. Just shoot the other players until they're out of health and destroy their tank. Uh, there were power-ups in this game too. I can't remember... Uh, I can't remember what power-ups they were or what they would give you. I think there was like a, a triple shot power-up you could pick up where the next bullet you shot was like three bullets. Uh, and they would like bounce around on the map and your goal was to, was to not get hit, obviously. <laughs> um, if I remember right though, that like, you know, in some tank game, so in there's even a tank game in Mario party where you, it's like, popping the popping the balloons or something. I think the tanks have balloons on them or they might just be tanks. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, there's a tank game in Mario party. It's kind of like that just over the top view and just got to take their health down and stuff like that. But this, this was a lot of fun too. I, I remember, I remember being very, very fond of this one. 
Um, and this one had a lot of replay because every, every one of these mini games has like a warp room attached to it where you can just kind of go pick the game you want to play. And, uh, there's, there's three modes too. I'll get into the modes, but, uh, yeah, there, there's a, there's kind of a free mode in the game, or I think it's in the adventure mode where you can just kind of go back and play the games you want to play. And you obviously have to do that to get the gems and the uh, crystals and all that stuff. But I went back to this one a lot. I, I liked this game. I liked the little mini tanks. I loved how the tanks looked. And this one had a lot of replay value for me. I liked this one a lot. And then they had, uh, they had another one called Crash Dash, which was a little racing game on a little circular track. And your goal is just to come in first. And this one, I, I'm going to be honest with you. This is the one that I don't remember a lot about. I don't, I, I need to, I need to go back and look up some gameplay of this one because I don't remember a lot of the racing mini game. I, I played a lot of the tank one and the crate crush. Those were, those were my two that I constantly went back to, whether it was reskinned or whether it was, whether any other reskins or any, anything like that. I always went back to these. So the main mode in this game was adventure mode, which is just any basic story mode. So you would go into these warp rooms, which each have four mini games in them, and you would play through the mini games. And when you win, you get a trophy. And once all of the mini games are beaten, it unlocks a boss. And then you play against the boss and defeat their health in some type of mini game. And then it would unlock the next warp room. And what you can do after you unlock the boss room in a warp room is you can go back and under a special condition, you can defeat, you can win one round under a special condition, whatever the condition may be, and it will earn you a relic. So for example, in like the ping pong game, uh, that I said it about, you could, uh, it, you couldn't be able to use your little bumper push thing that would push the balls faster. The goal would be like, don't use that and win the round. You know what I mean? So if you do that, you get a relic and that's part of 200%ing the game. And the other part of it was, uh, once three of the four bosses have been beaten in all of the, uh, all of the warp rooms, once you defeat three of them, you can go all the way back and play the mini games again in the warp rooms against more competitive opponents. And they would give you like gold or platinum relics, depending on how, how good you are and how good you beat them. And that's the other part of 200%ing the game. So actually trying to 200% this game could take a really long time, at least like, I would say at least 30 hours probably, which is decent for a game back then. Like, I mean... I, I think it, it's a decent long time, but it's part of 200%ing the game. And it it adds replayability, which is fun because most of these mini games I like anyways. Uh, I would obviously try to get the ones I don't like out of the way first, but it adds replayability. And it to me, the mini games are fun enough to go back and play them anyway. So I, I had a lot of fun doing this. I don't think I ever 200%ed this game. I probably went back and got crystals uh, so I probably went back and played because I just played these mini games again because I thought they were fun. But when the little challenges came up, I was like, sure, I'll try to do that. And I'll just get the crystal for it, you know? So it's it's not a big deal. But yeah, I I respect the people that went back and played against these opponents and, and did all the grinding to get every one of these because I guarantee as a kid, I didn't do it. But you know, that's okay. <laughs> um, so there was adventure mode. 
And then there was battle mode, which is kind of like playing quick match. Uh, you just kind of pick a mini game that you want to play and then you play it. So most of my replayability came from battle mode where I just kind of picked a mini game I wanted to play and I played it constantly. And 98% of the fucking time, it was the crate crush game. Cause I was like, this game is way too much fun for me to not play all the time. So I played the shit out of that game in battle mode. And the last mode was tournament mode, which is self-explanatory. Uh, you just kind of set up, you set up a tournament and the number of rounds uh, you need to win and stuff like that. And then the skill level and you just, it, and I think there's only three skill levels, easy, medium, and hard. And you just try to come out on top, simple tournament mode, easy, all, the, all that good stuff. So those are, those are the three main modes in the game. I mostly stuck to adventure mode because I was all about trying to collect things. I'm a collector. And it that's why sometimes it's hard for me to play games because I'm always like, especially RPG games, because I'm like, I want everything in the game. I want to lock unlock everything in the game. I want to know everything about the story. I want to know backstories. I want to know side stories. I want to know everything. So when I play Crash games, I'm like, especially Crash 1, because like I said, I've, I've 100%ed Crash 1. Uh, I want every box. I want every Wampa Fruit. I got to go back and do all the time trials. I, I, I got to do it all. And I haven't... Uh, I've played like halfway through Crash 2, haven't played Crash 3 yet, and I haven't played Crash 4. And everybody is saying Crash 4 is they took Crash 1 and they did everything better. So I'm f fucking ecstatic to buy that game when I can and play play through that game. And I guarantee I'm going to 100% that game. Regardless of what it takes, how many hours it takes, I'm going to 100% it. I might stream it. But uh, I, I'm really excited to play that. Um, part of this game too, what was funny was uh, this game was actually released by Eurocom Entertainment because Naughty Dog, uh, Naughty Dog left to begin development on Jack and Daxter. And so they started to go to work on the PlayStation 2. So n this game was actually taken over by Eurocom. And I was not disappointed for Naughty Dog not being on the project because everybody knows Crash for Naughty Dog and they just wanted to move on to bigger and better things, I guess is what that came down to. And I'm not knocking them. Jack and Daxter was a great series. Jack, Jack and Daxter was really good. Um, I haven't played Jack two. I really want to, but I've only played the original Jack and Daxter, but I want to play Jack two because I, I heard it's really good and I want to, I want to give it a shot. Uh, also shout out to big head mode and little head mode. Those that shit is hilarious. Um, but also, as I said in the beginning, this game got so many mid scores and I don't know why. I mean, I don't understand why. Like I, like I said too, this was like my Mario party because I was a PlayStation guy. I wasn't, I wasn't into Nintendo. I didn't, I didn't really get a Nintendo system until my, or get to play any Nintendo type game until my Game Boy Advance SP that I got for Christmas from my grandma, where I got Mega Man and I got, uh, eventually, I think I got the uh, Super Mario game on there eventually. But it, that's not really when I started to discover, like, the Nintendo titles and get into the Nintendo stuff. Uh, so this was my Mario Party. And I, I had a fucking blast. I thought it was really fucking good. Uh, I'll give a score at the end of this, but 
Uh, so Game Informer gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Game Pro gave it a 15 out of 20. Game Revolution gave it a B. GameSpot a 6 out of 10. IGN a 7.5 out of 10. Next Generation gave it a 3 out of 5 stars. And Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it an 18 out of 30. Like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. The game's replayability is there. The games are fun. I guess the reskins, you could take, you could take some off for that. And maybe they just had some bias because Naughty Dog wasn't working on it. I, I could be completely wrong, but this game to me was worth more than that. I think it was, I, I mean, if you go to like a score like GamePro of 15 out of 20, at least two more points. I think a 17 out of 20, at least. And that's be and like, that's, that's just, I mean, that's not even being generous. That's just like, you should at least do that. But I don't know, maybe I'm biased and I know everybody has their opinions and all this other stuff, but that's just me. That's all I'm saying. So it, I think a lot of the, the critical acclaim comes from Naughty Dog not being a part of this project. I think also it comes from just taking at only like seven core games and pretty much just reskinning them and throwing them in these other warp rooms. But you also throw in things like the boss battles, excuse me, you throw in things like the boss battles and stuff like that. It adds more variety to the game. I think it's, I think it's a solid game and I miss this game a lot. And what's funny is I've been praying. I've been preaching for a remaster of this game for years now. I've been wanting this game to come back and, and do it better and do it in better ways or even not even just a remaster. I want this series revisited. I want to crash bash two with more mini game because the way Mario party has developed and the mini, the mini games they've been able to come up with and stuff like that. You cannot tell me that you could not do this with a crash bandicoot skin and people wouldn't buy it. I think if you, if you did a Mario party S type game, uh, like crash bash with a crash bandicoot skin, you cannot tell me people wouldn't buy it. I think people would not necessarily be out the door, but a lot of people would put up money for this game and tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I, I really think it could be a top seller. And as far as what they did with crash four and the, the stuff they get, the reviews they gave for that, the scores they gave for that, as far as much of a good game as it was naughty dog, I think should hop back into crash bash be like, what did we do wrong? Which was taking seven games and just reskinning them over four different rooms and then throwing a boss in them. That was wrong. Just adds, add some more games, give it a fresh look, put it out. And I guarantee people will buy it because I'm telling you, I don't want this game to be forgotten. This was one of my favorite games from my childhood. And one of my most played games from my childhood. I love this game so much and I would love to see it come back. But also, I want to know your comments on it as well. So make sure you leave me uh, a comment to me on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter. Um, and this is where I'll do my plugging because I forgot to do it at the beginning of the episode. So I'll do my plugging before I get my score on this game. Um, so hit me up on Twitter with what you think about this game because I love this fucking game and I would love for it to come back. I would love for a Crash Bash 2 with online multiplayer capability where you can play with and even throw in more characters, like thro throw in like eight player capability that you could go insane with because this game was only four player local co-op with the multi-tap. So go crazy with it, right? I think you could go nuts with it. 
uh, throw in more the adventure mode, expand it, make it a bit bigger. If you're going to throw in more mini games, kind of expand it. Or I would even be happy with like a Mario party spinoff where it's a board game type game, but with all these mini games in it. And like, maybe your goal is to, uh, collect the most golden wampas or, or, or something. I don't, I don't fucking know, but I would, I would buy it. I'm telling you, I would buy it. But I want to hear your thoughts. So hit me up on Twitter at P2P player. I mean, I'm going to put it down in the in the podcast description so you can find it there too. But hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I mentioned in my last podcast that I made a specific Twitch channel for the podcast itself. Do not pay attention to that. I'm a fucking idiot, okay? It's too much to handle. It's way too many accounts that I need to be making and stuff like that. So my personal Twitch channel is going back in there. That's where I'm going to stream, okay? So... If you want to come by for streams, I'm going to try to stream Crash 4 because I want to play that game and I want to play through that game and I want 100% that game. So eventually I'm going to stream uh, Crash 4 and I'll tweet out when I'm going live for that. But hit me up down there too. Come say hi. Let me know your thoughts on this game and things like that because I want to know your thoughts on it too. Okay, but I want to get to the rating. And like I said, with everything being critically acclaimed and the way that these guys put this game, I think they did not do it justice. I'm giving this game a four and a half out of five stars. This game is fucking awesome. I don't, I don't care what people say. This game is awesome. Yes, the there's only technically seven games and they're reskinned. But like I said, the variants have different uh, abilities and, and can alter the games in certain ways. So it's still replayable. Two, you can 200% this game. There are other things to do after you beat the main story. You have to go back, get crystals. You have to go back, defeat harder AI to get gems. There's bosses. It's there. Replayability is there. This game is awesome, and I will die on this hill. This game is awesome. I've heard a lot of people, uh, there have been people that say after Crash 1, they, they kind of started to fall off until Crash 4. Like, the other games just weren't good. Uh I haven't I haven't played through two all the way and I haven't played three at all, which is warped. And uh I don't I from what I know, people don't like that game. But I'm gonna do it because Crash is my guy and I love this fucking dude and I've loved him since I was a kid. But this game is good. This game is good. Do you hear me? Okay. This game is fucking good. So let me know what you think down in the comments. I want to know y'all's thoughts. Okay. Thank you guys for listening on another Friday. I do apologize that I'm very sick and I'm getting over sickness right now. My sinuses are fucking killing me as I'm talking to you, but I love doing this shit so much. I had to get another episode out and this one is going to be awesome. So thank you guys again for listening and sticking through all of my sickliness and all of my grossness and all of my sniffles and all that bullshit. And hopefully within the next couple of weeks, I'll be a lot better and I'll be back up to full form and we'll be talking more and more video games. So thank you guys again for listening. Hopefully you guys have a good rest of your Friday, wherever you are, work, home, on vacation. I don't know. Have a good rest of your Friday. I'll talk to you guys next week. 